Welcome back to Assessment is Elementary and Secondary. I'm your host, Jennifer Ruth. Today we will start the series Assessment 101. Now this is the assessment course I wish that I had had in college. In today's episode, we're going to answer the big question of what is assessment. If you think about a teacher's job at the most basic level, it is to teach the grade level standards to mastery. So how do you know that a student has demonstrated mastery? They have to show you in some way. That may be an observation. They may solve a problem for you. They may read something aloud. You may have them create something or answer a question. This can be done at a small scale, one-on-one. -on -one. It can be done at a larger scale, the whole class or a whole grade level. When you scale up to a large class or to an entire grade level, you're going to want to do something that is easier to manage. So maybe asking a series of questions to a group of students or having them solve similar problems. The bottom line is to know if a student has mastered something. We need to elicit evidence of their learning in some way. That eliciting of evidence is assessment. Instead of just listening to me, let's hear from some experts. What do the experts say about what is assessment? According to the Glossary of Education Reform, in education, the term assessment refers to the wide variety of methods or tools that educators use to evaluate, measure, and document the academic readiness, learning progress, skill acquisition, or educational needs of students. In their handbook, Martha Stassen and her colleagues define assessment as the systematic collection and analysis of information to improve student learning. Based on researchers such as Velclos, Vi, Burns, Poner, assessment is defined as a process for documenting in measurable terms the knowledge, skills, attitudes, and beliefs of the learner. If we go across the ocean, Education Scotland says that assessment is a way of supporting learning to identify what children and young people know, understand, and are able to do and identify the next steps in the learning progression. In Understanding by Design, McTighe and Wiggins describe assessments as tasks that ask students to demonstrate the degree to which they have achieved the knowledge, skills, and understandings that the unit is designed around. And finally, Richard Dufour defines assessment in this way. A summative assessment is how students prove that they have learned whereas a formative assessment gives students a chance to improve upon their learning. So what do all these definitions have in common? They all talk about eliciting evidence using a variety of methods. They talk about documenting and measuring in a systematic way. They either talk about proving student learning or improving student learning. They talk about what a student knows and is able to do. And the experts also agree that assessment is much broader than just a test and the visual image that you think of when you picture a test. The Latin root of the word assessment is esadire, which means to sit beside. So get a visual of that in your mind. To sit beside makes you think of a much more collaborative, individualized process than what you typically think of when you hear the word test. Perhaps the simplest explanation of what an assessment is, 
comes from Robert Marzano's High Reliability Schools model, where he uses assessments to answer the question, how will we know if students are learning? Although assessments are used in various contexts and for different purposes, and may look very different, they do share some common principles. One such principle is that assessment is always a process of reasoning from evidence. By its nature, assessment is imprecise to some degree. Assessment results are estimates of what a student knows and what they're able to do. It's not the same as measuring my height at the doctor's office. There's only one way to measure my height. It does not change or fluctuate day to day. It does not change depending on the measurement tool or how I'm feeling that day. Notice that I did not choose to use weight as my example for this for very good reason. We give assessments to elicit evidence of what students know and what they're able to do. In Knowing What Students Know from the Committee on the Foundations of Assessment, they talk about how demonstrating your knowledge on an assessment is not as precise as mapping of the human brain. It is not as clearly measured as height. We're trying to measure skills and understandings that are not concrete. We may see a student solve one addition problem correctly. From that, can we infer that they have mastered addition? How many times do they need to add for us to consider it mastered? What we see a student do and what the student knows and understands can be connected by a chain of inference, but that is not a certainty. My former boss, Dr. Paul Dabbs, often reminded me that data does not prove anything. It suggests or indicates, but there is no certainty. This is why multiple measures of assessment are so important. If a student can correctly add in a variety of situations with one, two, and three digit numbers in word problems and in real world examples, measured on standardized assessments, a formative check, and in independent work, then we are much more confident in our conclusion that they have mastered addition. Thank you for joining me for Assessment is Elementary and Secondary. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode on what is assessment, please feel free to message me. If you have thoughts on future topics, please share those as well. Join us next time. We're going to dig in a little bit more deeply into the purposes of assessment and concepts such as scale, scope, and time in regards to assessment.